0: This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free.
1: Hey, sorry. I'm new to Clubhouse, so just figuring this out. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Hi, I'm Rachel Hampton. And I'm Madison Malone Kircher. You're listening to Icymi. In case you missed it, Slate's podcast about
0: internet culture. There is absolutely so much we could talk about today. The internet has been strangely fruitful this week. There is a boat
1: stuck in the Suez Canal, keeping us from getting toilet paper. Chrissy Teigen quit Twitter. We launched this podcast.
0: Those are increasing order of importance. Avi.
1: But today, we're going to focus on Clubhouse, a new-ish audio-only app as our main course. And then, for dessert, some cinnamon toast shrimp. Yum. So like I mentioned, we're going to take you inside my first few nights on Clubhouse, It's an invite-only app, though, frankly, if you'd like an invitation, let me know. They're pretty much begging people to join at this point. Clubhouse is positioning itself to be the next big thing in social media. Twitter's already trying to build its own version.
0: I'm actually really, really glad we're doing this today because I've heard a lot about Clubhouse. I have been invited to Clubhouse, and yet nothing I've heard about it or read about it or seen of it has actually made me want to join it. But isn't, isn't recording and publishing audio from Clubhouse against their rules that would be correct but i think the best way to explain why clubhouse is
1: fun and weird and boring and potentially a privacy nightmare is just to hear it for yourself so that's what we're going to do
0: so what you're telling me is in our very first week we are potentially going to get you banned from an app our lawyers gonna love us but what exactly is clubhouse
1: Clubhouse. Have you heard of it? It is an invite-only social networking app that lets you get together with followers or strangers in audio chat rooms. You basically listen to conference calls. And sometimes those conference calls include famous people, Elon Musk, Oprah, Joe Rogan, and sometimes they include just people you know. The app now has at least 10 million users and is valued at $1 billion. So I joined, and I did not interact with Joe or Elon, Or Oprah. But I did have a kind of wild bender of a Tuesday night where I joined at, you know, 9 p.m. and blinked and it was 2 a.m.
0: Wow. Okay. Tell me. Tell me what got you hooked. Yeah. So I I joined the app
1: and it tells me that ex friend of mine wants to welcome me to clubhouse. And so I suddenly found myself in a clubhouse room with a friend of mine. Let's call them Joe, who had no idea that their microphone was on and I could hear everything they were saying. And I'm shouting into my phone like I truly am becoming my parents. Like, can you hear me? Is this thing on? We're going through a tunnel. (laughs) (laughs) Can you hear me now?
0: Could they hear me now?
1: (laughs) They could not hear me now, but I could hear them now. And so on the other end of the line, I hear Joe in their home or what I assume was their home having a conversation with another person they're watching some sort of like crime procedural on television.
0: Oh my god. This sounds like a nightmare for them, but like a dream for you.
1: I started hearing Joe reading the list of the people who follow them on Clubhouse out loud. Like names of people we know mutually and saying things like, "Oh yeah, they're great. I'll follow them," or "They follow me, but I'm not going to follow them back as a power move." That I realized, I was just like a f- the fly, the proverbial fly on the wall.
0: Oh, my God. It is mortifying to think that you can just be unmuted on this app without you knowing. Like, that is absolutely, like, fascinating and terrifying at the same time.
1: I feel it was, like, the perfect adrenaline rush.
0: Because a two-person room like this is not the
1: norm on Clubhouse. Mm. But it was just weird enough that I thought, well, if this happened in the first 60 seconds, what else (laughs) does this hell app have for
0: me? So, sounds like you had a wild introduction to the app, but before we go any further, can you just tell me what exactly this app looks like? I'm just fully confused by how exactly this whole conference call thing works.
1: I got you, I got you. So when you join, you are prompted to follow anybody in your contacts list that is on Clubhouse.
0: Oh no. So
1: I went through the list and removed a few people whom I uh, don't speak to anymore. And thought it might be a little, a little weird if they got a, hey, Madison followed you on Clubhouse notification. But otherwise, I followed everybody else on my contacts list. It prompts you to then follow subject categories. So health, wellness, Bitcoin, LGBTQ issues, politics, you name it. And the idea being it will then surface rooms and people that the algorithm thinks you would be interested in based on those interests.
0: Okay, this is sounding a lot like how Tumblr, when you first created an account, yep. like, what are you interested in? And you're like, um, this very obscure fandom. And it's like, here's 27,000 posts about it.
1: <laughs> exactly. Except this is 27,000 posts of people talking about how they always be hustling, rocket to the moon, Ew, stay grinding, no, keep it 100, <laughs> please stop. <laughs> and then there's an explore button where you can see a wider world of rooms. That world of rooms presented in the app is called The Hallway. So the idea is you're walking through the clubhouse hallway and you can open any number of doors and enter a room.
0: Wait, yo, your sweatpants are fucking dope. Two different colored ones. I appreciate you guys.
1: I was in a room with a bunch of, I think, influencers. One of whom was, uh, uh, he designed sweatpants. Everyone else in the room seemed very excited that this sweatpants guy was in the room. I was not familiar with his designs. They're kind of corny and they're getting like all the hype. I was in a room with a guy talking about eating bugs.
0: I think I would be okay with eating insects. I'm not sure why, but I feel like I would be. If they mushed it into some kind of a powder form, I think I'd be totally okay with that.
1: There was also a dance class, which was extremely mind-boggling to me, a person with two left feet and (laughs) no rhythm to speak of, because you can't see anyone on Clubhouse. So this guy is just counting out beats and steps and...
0: Right, left, right, left. Snap up four. Wow. So are the rooms just always open, or do they, like, Is the room only active for, like, three hours and everyone migrates to another one? Or is it, like, this eternal group chat that people just keep joining forever?
1: So they do this thing called resetting the room, which is what you just described, right? If there's a room that's been going on for three or four hours... The audience has likely come and gone, changed a little bit. You know, you don't, you don't totally know what you're getting into. So a moderator will say, okay, okay, let's time to reset the room. And the way that it works to try and control the chaos is anybody can join any room and there's no sort of notification or fanfare when you join, which I loved because you can just sort of sneak in. And if you're in a room Mm -hmm. with 2000 people... That's a lot of tiny icon avatars to scroll through. Chances are, you no one will see you. You you do really mm. feel like you're you're an anonymous face in a big room. Nothing moves. Nothing flashes. Not everyone in the room has the ability to speak. If you want to oh. talk, yeah. So it's it's they have a a their version of the the conch shell, if you will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We both really paid a lot of attention in sixth grade English. Uh, Poor piggy. Um, So you raise your hand and the moderators choose to let you up on stage. And on stage is a select number of people in the room who have the ability to talk.
0: Okay. This makes a lot more sense because I was really imagining a room full of 2,000 people who could all just speak at any given time. And I was like, the chaos. This feels like this is not great for anybody.
1: So the fact that moderators have to allow people on stage does not necessarily prohibit what you just described from happening exactly.
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because the more people you add on stage, the more people then have the ability to talk or play fart noises or porn or scream, uh, which
0: happens. Okay, so did you speak in any of these rooms?
1: Yeah, so the next thing I have to tell you is that I was so hooked by Clubhouse on this Tuesday night that uh, it it followed me into the shower. Um, okay. (laughs) More on that after the break. If debit is your go-to
0: card, discover things it's time you get rewarded, too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right, cash back isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back, and there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. For the ones who
1: work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. Two, wait what happened seven, why don't you reset the room and work in there that Callie has a boyfriend <laughs> hey everyone
0: welcome to nyu girls roasting tech guys uh, this is- okay okay um let's reset the room that's that's how you say that right yeah you're speaking perfect clubhouse now you're a natural okay, cool i'm i'm an expert now um so yeah just tell where did where did you go where else did you end up on your clubhouse travels one of the first
1: rooms I spent any significant time was a room of tech journalists and people who work in tech need to be an expert in tech, or I don't think you need to be like you don't have to learn to code to understand, like how to reach out and
0: oh,. I think I saw this room being discussed on Twitter.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed I came in too late. But Adam Mossery, who is the head of Instagram had already left. So I saw a lot of tweets about the conversations that were had with him and and other tech journalists, but I, I missed it entirely. And I stuck around, but nothing really piqued my interest while I was in there.
0: Yeah, I mean, from what you're telling me, Clubhouse really seems to give the vibe of, you know, the feeling when you walk into a party late, probably because you were taking like a 7pm nap. And Everyone's talking about somebody who just left and you're like, god damn it. Exactly. Like
1: I took a disco nap. But yeah, once I was in the room, I thought, well, people were saying this was cool and happening. I better stick around. For total whiplash, the final room I spent the night in was me and 400-ish people setting a Guinness World Record for the most people showering simultaneously. It was utter chaos. Let me let me let me show you what it sounded like.
0: Oh my god. This is Vinny D. My phone's on 1%. Showering for Clubhouse. Jamal. This is Jamal Clark on Clubhouse showering with everyone. Michael.
1: This is Tharried Michael M from New York City, showering for charity. Nim. This is Mimar man from San Luis, Missouri. The the water is getting really cold. Sabrina!
0: This is Dr. Sabrina Miken. Hi, I this love, is Sabi
1: from love. Malaysia. <laughs>
0: Together. So that happened. Oh, my God. So did you say this is Madison and I'm showering 400 people on Clubhouse?
1: Madison! This is Madison Kircher reporting live to you from my shower on Clubhouse.
0: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> I was so nervous I didn't even say my name right.
0: I mean, you're in in the shower with 400 other people. That If there's a time to be nervous, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> So I did that. It took a very long time
1: because every single person had to say their name in order that they appeared on the screen. So the moderator was calling out names. Wait, so
0: how long were you in the shower?
1: A while. (laughs) So those were the bookends of my evening on Clubhouse. In the middle, in no particular order, here are the other places that I spent time. I was in a room with hundreds of people sharing stories about and, Steve um, Jobs.
0: Steve was paranoid that Google, which really was at the time the you know the the only 800 pound gorilla that, that was out there, that was monetizing on mobile. He was scared that Google was going to rip all the ads out of iOS and the and the iPhone.
1: And I was in a room with Barry stuff. Weiss and Caitlin Flanagan talking about quote unquote cancel culture. And,
0: you know, if you don't know that the. the- the policy change as of last week is that Hispanic is backward and now you have to use the word latinx like you're not in our club. Wait, that's that's pronounced Latinx, right? Yeah, which I I assume
1: Barry Weiss knows, but honestly I didn't stick around long enough to find out. Next up we have Emoon.
0: I'm yep, yeah. How'd you know that?
1: I spent some time in this way. room where uh, NYU women of NYU or formerly of NYU bring men up on stage and uh, basically roast them.
0: Uh, yeah, I, was gonna sh- I was gonna shoot my shot at someone in the audience, but that was that was pretty attractive. I kind of <laughs> want that right Ooh. there. Ooh. 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 Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um, so, oh man. wow! If you
1: survive the roast, he can buy you a drink. Uh, so that, that was fun.
0: Sounds incredible. I wonder if uh, Timothy Chalamet was included in there.
1: Um, I'm still thinking about Uh, (laughs) Latinks
0: So that was my first night on Clubhouse This is a wild night That, Like the fact that it includes An hour and a half long shower Is perhaps The best part of this entire thing
1: It was enough to make me Want to come back the next night
0: So what was your second night like In comparison to
1: the first Okay so the first room I came into On the second night was a karaoke room
0: I'm sorry, but that sounds like my nightmare. I'm like, you keep like kind of pulling me in and I'm like, ooh, okay. And then you say things and I'm like, ooh, no.
1: So this, my
0: understanding was that this was the audition room to then
1: participate in a karaoke competition room. It was not very good. It was a little pitchy. (laughs) So before he cheats was not her pick. And she gets done and they're like basically telling her it wasn't very good. And this woman who hand to God says, Okay. So I'm just gonna sing um, I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. And uh, that'll be my last go, okay?
0: That is a choice to make. Um, It's like making risotto on a chopped competition. Uh, On chopped, yeah. (laughs) You can't make risotto. You're going home. (laughs) You can't sing I Will Always Love You (laughs) on a singing competition. You're going home. (laughs) (laughs) And to the credit of one of the judges, somebody says, Okay, pause for a second.
1: That's actually a Dolly Parton song. I want you to think about how Dolly Parton would sing that song, because that song was actually written by her, sang by her first. Don't try to be Whitney, because you're not going to make it.
0: Wow. The honesty.
1: But I thought that was kind advice. I thought that was really well-reasoned. Yeah. An attempt, an attempt <laughs> yeah. to help someone. She's, <laughs> she starts to sing, and I will always love you. Bitter, sweet. She sings her bit.
0: Memories. Alicia, I'm going to stop you right there. Um. You're uh, I, I think that there's still a little bit of work that needs to be done on, on the high notes. Before
1: And then the- another voice appears. Hey, listen, I think uh, y- you were. A- she was just about to get to the chorus saying, the high- I think I think we should give her another chance. You guys, I think we should let her try and again. Really and I look at the so avatar out. and it's John Ledger, the guy who used to be CEO of T-Mobile.
0: Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> right
1: at Why? this point I'm very confused
0: <laughs> I'm so confused like it's like what is this random compilation of people who are involved in this karaoke night audition like who are the moderators like who's judging I, what I qualifications no do they have I will always love you
1: I will worst part is it works. She sings some more and they're all like, oh, John, John, you were um, right. She nailed it.
0: John, thank you. No. You called
1: it. Listeners, she did not nail it.
0: (laughs) This is Daniel speaking. Is John still giving away iPhone 12s on here? I don't understand. (laughs) Like, I don't understand anything that's happening here. Me neither,
1: Rachel. Me neither. And this is the problem. It's what keeps you going on this dumb app.
0: (laughs) Um... So you've had a very eventful time on Clubhouse so far. I really have. But I guess I'm curious in your experience, what do you think the best parts of Clubhouse are and what do you think the worst are?
1: I mean, the worst parts are easy, right? There's, there's a couple. Mm. There's like the very obvious thing that people have been talking about since this app hit the world, even in like a beta, right? It's that... It is a free speech platform that is only moderated by whomever is moderating a given room. And, you know, Clubhouse put out a a really just generic statement (laughs) in the fall condemning all sorts of hatred and racism and violence and bigotry, but the sorts of people who espouse those ideas are still coming to and using this platform. So that's, you know, on a macro level, sort of an obvious big bad. On a personal level, Showering with 400 people, that's that's what I'd put in the weird and fun bucket, right? Even cringy karaoke seems like a fun use case. Roasting men, w- excellent. But it's still... <laughs> <laughs> always good. But it still largely feels like a, a Silicon Valley venture capital. I think for me, though, the best part, back to your earlier question, is that I am a messy bitch who lives for drama, and I deeply Ooh. miss eavesdropping on public conversations and reading people's texts on the subway. And this is the closest thing to scratching that itch I've felt in a calendar year.
0: Yeah, the eavesdropping aspect of dropping in and hearing kind of like extemporaneous conversation is definitely one of the few things that have drawn me into the app. I'm like, I want to hear some celebrities who think that this is off the record talk about bullshit and probably say some dumb shit because i too am a messy bitch who loves her drama and that's all i really want out of an app but that model does not seem sustainable
1: it really um, is the thing that keeps keeps you listening though right is the fact that mm-hmm. the people talking even if you're listening to someone speaking who is really media trained and has a full grasp that they're effectively on the record and that this is going to be a thing that could be reported on, it's still live. So there is that that space for people to to fuck up or to say something truly funny or crass or cancelable if you you believe in cancel culture, which a lot of people on Clubhouse do and spend a lot of time parsing.
0: (laughs) So have I convinced you? Are you going to join Clubhouse? I mean, I'd consider it. I don't think it'll ever become like a TikTok in my rotation of apps I look at, but I really have to say like part of what makes me feel really like kind of squeaky about Clubhouse uh, is like shocker, the privacy concerns. So technically this is a security feature, but Clubhouse records every single call so it can review the audio if like anybody in a given Clubhouse room is reported by another user, which when you first think about it, it seems good, but then you think about it for three seconds longer and you're like, hold the phone. Clubhouse says it only temporarily holds on to the like, recordings and deletes them if they don't need to review anything. But also, you remember how you were telling me that you chose not to follow some people in your contact list? Yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry to say that they still know you're on Clubhouse if you're in their contacts list. So, even if you choose not to alert people in your contacts list when you're on the app, the app might still alert them and encourage them to follow you. Oh, I don't like that at all. No, 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 no. So, basically, all the high school friends that you didn't want to add might still know that you were showering with 400 other people. But I hope it was worth being in the room where it happened.
1: Okay, I'd like it on the record that I did not make a Hamilton joke on this podcast.
0: Didn't you tell me that it was in your Twitter bio? Yeah, like five years ago. I told you that in confidence, and I'm very (laughs) ashamed.
1: Okay, it's time for High Speed Download, a game where Rachel and I attempt to explain recent internet phenomena to each other in under 60 seconds. It might be a good time to change your podcast playback speed to 0.5 if you don't like listening to people talk really, really fast, because that's what we're going to do.
0: Rachel, are you ready? Do you have your inhaler? <laughs> I do. It's close at hand. Got it ready to puff puff. Let's go. What's going on, guys? Derek Jackson here, and today I am joined by my lovely wife, Danae. And we just wanted to address a couple. So
1: you have, like I said, one minute, 60 seconds to tell me the saga of YouTuber Derek Jackson. On your mark, get
0: set, go okay before i get started his name is spelled j-a-x-n even though it is pronounced like jackson mississippi makes no goddamn sense like the rest of the story but anyway he is a christian relationship guru slash youtuber with 1.3 million followers on instagram and a quarter million followers subscribers on youtube his videos are all titled shit like how he treats you how he feels about you or thinks your man will let you do if he loves you so basically he's like steve harvey light and most of his advice like steve harvey is directed towards black women and it boils down to telling him the lower their standards will never find a man and like everybody's gonna cheat he has personal experience with this because he cheated on his wife before they got married and he has a whole book called a cheating man's heart fucking crazy but he films all his videos in a car turns out he was in that car on his way to a side chick's place because a woman alleged that she was in an affair with him and because he has so much experience with cheating he decided to release a video called did I cheat in my marriage? Hashtag the truth. Featuring no other than his wife, who looks like she's either being held hostage or had been caught on her way out of bed because she still had her body on. Ten a mood. But, uh, not the one who wanted addressing the cheating scandal, who talked in third person. He said he was involved with other women aside the marriage. He blamed the devil. The video went bro- like viral. Derek Jackson turned it on Twitter. He then recorded a reaction video to his confession video. <laughs> that was really good. I'm out of breath. <laughs> Take a second.
1: You get one more sentence. Is there, is there a last word you need?
0: Yes, there is. It's a really important point. His wife recorded her own video addressing the drama after all of this. And during that video, she said the iconic line, You see a bonnet, I see the helmet of salvation. You see a bonnet, I see a helmet of salvation. Amen? <laughs> you did really well. That was impressive. Thank you. I've been preparing for that my entire life. I want to see how you're going to do, though, because you're going to be explaining to me the story that we have kind of all been a part of (laughs) recently, the cinnamon toast shrimp saga. Are you ready, Madison? (sighs) Yeah, you set the bar high, but I'm ready. All right. I'm setting the clock right now. You got one minute ready, set, go there's a guy named after a fish jensen carp he used to be a
1: rapper known as hot carl but now he's just regular old fishy jensen carp he found shrimp tails in a bag of cinnamon toast crunch he tweets about it he's a writer producer actor gallerist multi-hyphenate yada yada person with 80,000 followers on twitter already which frankly it's suspect when famous people want to go viral he's the author of a memoir entitled kanye west owes me some money he also used to appear on a podcast about women's basketball called pistol shrimps radio which hmm. the cereal is <laughs> purchased at a costco in california on topanga canyon boulevard carp is married to danielle fisher another person with kind of fishy name who played topanga on boy meets world an honestly formative part of my sexual awakening thank you danielle but i digress. Jensen carp was Twitter's main character earlier this week because he tweeted photos of the shrimp tails in his cinnamon toast crunch. And General Mills was like, yo, those are clumps of sugar. Honestly, General Mills, they were shrimp. They were clearly shrimp. <laughs> Later, General Mills put out a statement saying the shrimp did not get put in the bag in their facilities. They're investigating. The story took a really predictable turn, though, when Jensen gets milkshake-ducked, which is what a beloved thing on the internet turns out to be bad. Melissa Stetton, uh, a woman, comes forward. She's on the Pistol Shrimps basketball team and describes the clock. that he's a manipulative, gaslighting, narcissistic ex-boyfriend. Uh, uh, comic Brittany Nichols accuses Jensen of being uh, making racist jokes in a writer's room. Author Brandon Bird calls says he's allegedly a guy who would lie to your face.
0: You did really well. You had quotes in there. That's impressive. Yeah, I so many allegedlys. I had so many more allegedlys. Let's take time. They really do. But, you know, now that your time's up, is there one more thing you'd like to say? I guess I'll go with the latest from Jensen Carp is that
1: he has agreed to send some of the shrimp pieces to General Mills, but some of them he will be keeping to do independent testing on in a DNA lab.
0: Oh, wait, what are we, are we testing that it's shrimp? Are, what, <laughs> What are we comparing it against a normal box of cinnamon toast <laughs> crunched. to make sure he didn't coat it in sugar himself? What are we, what are we DNA testing here? <laughs> no, he apparently brought the shrimps to like a quest diagnostics <laughs> lab and they turned him away. Can you imagine just being in a quest diagnostics waiting room waiting to get your cholesterol tested and then it's this dude like, <laughs> can I test my shrimp? <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Crunch, part of this good breakfast. Crave those crazy squares.
1: Thank you for giving me this time to catch my breath. That was kind of you.
0: Okay, and that's our second episode in the books. We'll be back in your feed on Wednesday, March 31st, so definitely, definitely subscribe. It's free, and you'll never miss an episode. And please leave us a rating or review in Apple Podcasts and tell a friend it really helps us find new listeners. But in the meantime, if you've got a rabbit hole you want us to go down, a TikTok challenge that makes no sense, or you just want to know why everyone is still talking about that big boat stuck in the Suez Canal, you can drop us a note at slate.com or you can find us on Twitter at the hashtag IcyYMIPod. ICymi
1: is produced by Daniel Schrader. Our supervising producer is Derek John. Forrest Wickman is Slate's Culture Editor, and Gabe Roth is Editorial Director of Audio. See you online. Or
0: not. For the
1: ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you.